This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 52, Back to the Miners. <laughs> the Can you guess which one that one was for? City is, Slickers? No. Is that like when you date someone that's too young for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the sequel. This is the third major league. Oh, uh, it wasn't like Maybe. an American Pie thing? <laughs> oh, the, I no, thought Stifler you meant like is... the miners like in the, like a mining coal mine. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it was like a uh, some kind of Chilean documentary <laughs> oh english words we're silly aren't multiple we? meanings so silly i'm Corey draper the two bench players you hear <laughs> beside me <laughs> all right colin Harmon, right in the pine and wes allen does barry manilow know you raid his wardrobe <laughs> <laughs> we're back with another news episode <laughs> a recurrent affair i won't play the sound yet but this is the episode first one of the month where we go over all the news of the day, but first, we've been very active on the Instagrams. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we want to take a little time to say, hey, hey, we're very active there. You should follow us at Passforecast on Instagram. Dude. Hey, we're also on Twitter yeah. at Passforecast, mm-hmm. and we also have an email, Passforecast mm-hmm. at aol.com. But we have started to ask you guys questions on Instagram. You guys have been responding, yep. so. Uh, we and wanted, vice versa. And, and, and vice versa, as you will see. We um, left it up there. We, we said, hey, if you guys have a question for us, we will ask it on the podcast to one of the three of us. So, Wes, you have the bank of questions. Yeah. I got some questions. Let's uh, let's let's start asking some questions. Cranking right. them out, Circus Boy. The first question is from our friend Cole Roberts at mm. the Scary Movie Ice Cream hey. Night Podcast. I like them. Uh, he asks... When are you boys going to cross the streams with us scary movie ice cream guys? Ooh. Uh, well, it's got to happen. When? Tempting. Well, we haven't talked about this with them, yeah. but I th- I'm going to I'm going to dare them, double dare them. Oh, yeah. Maybe even a physical challenge them. Sinister triple Uh-oh. back there. For us to do a collective Halloween episode together. Oh. Oh, that's a good idea. I like it. I think that is a good fun. idea. Do you oh. guys agree? I agree. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Cinder Raven. The ball is in your court. <laughs> Scary movie, ice cream night, yeah. people. Physical challenge. All right. All right. Uh, Pile of Pixels asks, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen <laughs> swallow? Uh, African or European? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. But he also asks, uh, who's a better joker? Heath Ledger's face mm? or Mark Hamill's voice? Mm. Oh, that's so a good Mark question. Mark Hamill's face is not an option. Just I don't. Clarify. I don't. <laughs> let me, let me look. Well, okay. No, Mark Hamill's not. Mark Hamill's face was never the Joker. Well, yeah. maybe it was. I just it, it would be at a Comic Con or something. I've laughed at it when he had milk on it, blue milk, <laughs> blue milk. Yeah, I uh, Mark Hamill's face. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go, man. I'm gonna have to go with Mark Hamill's voice on that one. Hmm. I mean, he was such a good Joker voice in that '90s cartoon. Yeah. And it's the so Arkham good. games too. Mm. And the Arkham games. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's a toughie. I mean, he was so good. They you know invited him back for the Arkham game. So yeah, I, I mean, and Heath Ledger, nothing against him. I mean, the greatest all time physical Joker mm-hmm. by far. I don't know what do you guys think. And he was back with the Killing Joke. The DC does like animated movies, and they did the Killing Joke, and they brought him back. And Kevin, Kevin Conroy, Sajay. Yeah. 
Uh, I would say Mark Hamill too. It's just so good. I just have so much tied in with that. It's like, even though I love the Dark Knight, uh, Heath Ledger, I think he yeah. did a great job and looks so cool. I don't know. I just feel like you can't compete with Mark Hamill's voiceover work yeah. with the Joker. He just nailed that character. Yeah, I think I'd go Heath Ledger in a, oh. in a real because I feel like I love the way that Christopher Nolan sort of transformed the Batman uh, whole just universe in a certain sense with the, the Dark Knight. Well, I was about to say, I mean, of course, the three of us are going to choose Mark Hamill because this is a podcast all about 90s mm. and <laughs> 80s, but then you went ahead and threw it away and chose the 2008 <laughs> version of Joker. But yeah. that's okay. It's fine. Everything's you know, you're fine. You're entitled to your opinion. That's Next right. question. Next question is from HGD1005. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to Wes, to me. Oh. What was your best find from the Toys R Us going out of business sale? Ooh, I want to know the answer to this That question. is a great question. Do tell. See, was it the racks? It, Did you buy the racks? <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy Jeffrey? I brought the sign. Uh, when Toys R Us first announced that they were going out of business, I went that day and uh, looked to see what they had, what I kind of had my eye on of like, what, what do I want to buy? And at what point do I want to... Uh, jumped the gun on buying it and randomly ran into me and I ran into <laughs> doing you the same doing thing. it uh, so what I did is that uh, Toys R Us had these uh, signs that were above the aisles that would kind of they would be these signs that would say you know this is the Star Wars section or this is the Marvel section but they would f- those signs would flip up and they would have kind of like overflow space shelves mm-hmm. underneath it, it. the overstock so I hid everything that I wanted <laughs> in those spaces which actually worked like and I I found that a lot of other people were starting to put stuff oh yeah that's too. amazing but like I hid, I hid a NECA figure of uh, Gizmo from Gremlins, mm. and I hid uh, Crossfire because Toys R Us had an exclusive Crossfire game that they brought back the original Crossfire, oh. and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna get that because because you can buy that anywhere else. So I hid the, those figures and amongst other things. But when I was finally ready to to pull the trigger on it, when it, it was like. 70 or 80 percent off i went back to see and someone had taken my crossfire and my gizmo figure but all the other stuff that i put uh were were still there but those were the two things that i wanted the most of course push them to the back but the standout ones that i got was the playmobil uh stay puff marshmallow man nice and uh, there was like this ren and stimpy set that had like the the horse and log and Ren and Stimpy and all that. So That's great. I I looked out with that and I got some uh, some Nickelodeon slime, not Gax slime. You should uh, you should put that on Instagram, like uh, maybe. I actually stores. did. Oh, okay. Yeah, he great. put his haul. Uh, but uh, and that was like a couple weeks before it officially closed, and I I found out when the actual last day was because I was going to go in and see if there was anything else that I wanted to go on the last day, and they closed ours closed a day early, so Aww. there was like a sign on the Lazy. side that said "Sorry, thanks for joining us," and blah blah blah. But it's like, yeah, I was bummed. That's so. too bad. Yeah, I know somebody that went and got the lockers. Uh, out of like the staff break room area. <laughs> Did they just loot it? And they it bought them. Like, no, they sold oh, okay. them for like 50 bucks. It's <laughs> wow. Like a huge, heavy, like 80s locker thing. I Man. want so bad that. That's creative. There's, yeah. there's a side entrance where they would, 
you would pick up like larger things like bikes or something. And there's this like sign that looks like it was like the original uh, Toys R Us with the original Jeffrey and everything on there. I want so bad. It's still there and I want to take it. I want to take that signage. But Is it stealing if no one wants it? Yeah. It's like, who's going to sue me? What company are you stealing it from? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> okay, next, uh, last question. We're right. definitely not going to go steal that later. Definitely Just not. Disclaimering. If Nor you, do we yeah, condone totally. doing that. Hey, Let if me. you get there before I do, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> I, might go, I might go steal it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell it to you. Okay, last question <laughs> is from our friends at Blast from Our Past podcast. Ooh, okay. And they ask, in a battle royale between He-Man, Brave Star, Lion-O from Thundercats, Goliath from Guardian, Guardians. Let me say that again. Goliath from Gargoyles, Captain Planet, mm-hmm. Freakazoid, sure. and Inspector Gadget. Who wins? Obviously, Inspector Gadget. No, <laughs> no questions. He has technology. That's true. I I think Freakazoid would win. I think he would go so insane mm. that he would have no conscience whatsoever, and he would just freak out. He go straight Cypress Hill up in that junk. Just lose it. <laughs> Okay, I feel like an argument can be made for Captain Planet. Okay. Hear me out. And listen. Okay, so he gets summoned from the ground. Okay, right. So he's got already this like mystical like devil power. Yeah. He comes out of the ground yeah. and he's made of all the elements of Earth. Okay. Right. Right. So like, he can just turn whoever into a tree. Right. And that how that works? I saw the Don Cheadle. Well, I sketch. guess the question is where is this taking place? Oh, that's a good point. That's true. Because you know who would still survive regardless of location? <laughs> Inspector freaking Gadget. But he's Go like to the Gadget spacesuit. He's 90%, he's 90% robot, so he's not going to die. Exactly. Penny but Captain Planet him. can like fly and is like Can he do it in zero gravity? To, probably. Can he do it where there's no oxygen? I mean, the planet itself does survive in space. So, Touche. You know. That's true. I, it, I, I might have an argument for He-Man. He's just a delicious piece of man meat. <laughs> That's true. Everybody would just like bow to his yeah. great masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Hex and I mean, look at him. Blonde hair. He has the power. I don't want to that yeah. specimen. He's, He's a, a fantastic specimen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. What, what do you, do you guys think? think? <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you guys think? Uh, and by you guys, I mean everybody that's listening. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at PassForwardCast, and we you can still be emailed mm-hmm. PassForwardCast at AOL.com. Let us know what you guys think, uh, and if you have any more questions, let us know. We might read them on the podcast. Yeah. So moving on, this is our news episode because everything keeps getting rebooted and revived, and all this stuff, and people keep dying. So mm-hmm. we have to talk about it. In a segment we like to call a recurrent affair. You know what? That was my first piano recital. Song. Oh, really? See, I just <laughs> got that those the lyrics to that song tattooed really? on my lower back. Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could never make out what they were trying to say, but yeah. Know. That's no, the thing. I mean, it's, it's oh, cryptic. That's what they say. It's cryptic. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I didn't know you had a mole there. Yeah. It stands out. <laughs> I'm sure uh, it's caught on it. All right. Period. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's just a mistake kicking this off. With the people <laughs> who we're passed away. And we're so broken. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Jim, the Anvil Neidhart. Now, we mentioned um, another wrestler who passed away in the last episode and Big Van Vader. Jim Neidhart uh, unfortunately passed away recently by uh, 
basically everything that I can read is just saying he took some sort of fall and landed on his head and did not survive the injury. So pretty sudden, pretty tragic. So um, RIP Jim Neidhart. He was around the same era as Vader, so late 80s, early 90s. He was a member of the Hart Foundation with Bret Hart and part of the tag team. It's a fairly fairly big name back then. So um, sad that he passed away. Were you a fan of him? Uh, or not, was that kind of not again? Your... That was kind of before the time where I was like watching it. I remember him, but like it was because he would return. You know, okay, it was yeah. like he was past his prime and he wasn't a big player. He was more early '90s, late '80s. So, hmm. um, very sad. I do definitely know who he was, and um, it was sad to see the headline. Uh, next person is Charlotte Ray. You may remember her from Different Strokes and The Facts of Life as Mrs. Garrett in Facts of Life. If you guys watched that show. Did you guys watch either of those shows? I didn't. I one, watched, wasn't one a spinoff of the other one? Uh, I think Facts of Life was a spinoff of Different Strokes. So mm. um, I never knew that. So The things you learn on the show. She played Mrs. Garrett. I actually watched Facts of Life, Different Strokes, not so much. I kind of did with my grandfather. He used to like that show. Man, um, you really did watch like every sitcom. Yeah, I just like... <laughs> and, if it was on TV, I watched it. And this was on in syndication in the 90s, and it was on TV, so I watched it. Facts of Life, a little bit more. We used to, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but uh, my sister and brother and I, we would watch the Facts of Life. I think we saw like almost every episode. It's impressive. Uh, you know, even in, during the Cloris Leachman days when Charlotte Ray left and Cloris Leachman took over. Um, so anyway, I remember her well from that, and uh, unfortunately she has passed, so R.I.P. Mm-hmm. And moving on to actually, this is, this goes right into our first bit of, of reboot news, and they're actually trying to reboot Facts of Life. Oh, and Leonardo DiCaprio's production company and Jessica Biel's production company apparently are like teaming up or something to try mm. to get this to to happen. And I assume this is going like be another just kind of a modern take on the same kind of. What was unique about the Facts of Life that um, kind of would justify a reboot of that basically theme song (laughs) you take the good you take the bad you take them all and Mm -hmm. there you have the facts of life yeah so (laughs) what made it unique i guess it was just uh it was basically so uh, so charlotte ray played mrs garrett and she was kind of like a, a mother of all of these girls i think it was like a boarding school situation oh okay um, or something like I'm going based off of memory. So those who, who the, those who are listening probably are yelling at their speakers right now. But um, from what I remember, it was like kind of like a all girls school, but it was only just like a centering around the, the handful of girls the in a house. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I watched this show at a really young age, so I don't really remember a whole bunch. But basically, yeah, I guess they're going to revamp it, reboot it, and make it modern. Hmm. So Take the name. And, and something I definitely mentioned on this podcast was the Halloween episode of Facts of Life. I can't remember which season it was. Where oh, it was, was that like, the pig one? Yeah, Blair was a uh, was basically a serial killer or something like that. I, actually, that was, spoiler alert, that was, it was a whodunit, and Blair was the person. So. Anyway, moving on to things I know a little bit more about Maybe. off the top of my head. Frasier is getting a reboot, or at least they're in talks of rebooting Frasier. Isn't it pronounced Frasier? <laughs> Fragier. Maybe it's Fragier. Fragier. Might be the soft J. And it's actually not a reboot. <laughs> this would be, I think, a revival a la Roseanne. Because oh. Kelsey Grammer would be coming back playing well, Frasier. I, I think they said that it's going to possibly be a reboot, like set in a new yeah. city, but still have Kelsey Grammer playing a, a character. 
Interesting. Okay. Which, like, I don't know why they would do that if they have. So he would in be it. he would be playing a character other than Fraser. I don't know. Okay. But he'll be playing the title character, so I would imagine. So it's uh, yeah, it's all it's all rumors, I guess, at this point. But yeah, if he's playing the title character, the title is Fraser. Yeah. Then I would assume that it would be a revival and just a continuation, because otherwise it would be weird to yeah. reboot it and have the same person. That's why I thought reading it, I was confused about that. Right. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that, and uh, if more facts come out, we will uh, talk about it. Are you excited for it? Uh, hesitant because the original series was really great and it did stay on the TV too long and then fizzled oh, out. Okay. So it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, I just let it die. Yeah. But okay. Kelsey Grammer needs work. So, yeah. I was about to say, is he doing anything lately? Uh, other than making some various cameos. Uh, and <laughs> He's on that stage uh, of his career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I've not really seen him in anything where he is like, a lead character in anything. But he might have been in stuff. I just haven't seen it. So. Yep. He was Beast and X-Men. That is true, which was still <laughs> early 2000s. That's funny. So we still are having the early stages of an ALF reboot. That is... What do you think? Is that CGI? Have you looked into yeah, anything? How are they doing are they gonna, I don't know. I think they're just now starting to write it. I I would... God, I would hate it if they did like a CG version yeah. of them. They have to do a puppet. Like, I it feel would like have to be. they just said it like, like do a continuation of it because I don't know if you all remember or even saw this, but the season finale was like a cliffhanger where he was... Uh, being picked up by his as uh, the spaceship to go home, and before the spaceship got there, he was arrested and taken to Area Fifty One, yeah. and that's how they ended it. Yeah, and the spaceship flew away. So it was like super, and apparently they did like kind of like a a made for TV or direct to video movie kind of explaining it, but nobody saw that. So yeah, but. Um, I wonder if it's going to be kind of a revival type of situation or like have him with a, a new family. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But like, I feel he like it could escaped. be either really good or just really terrible. I feel like it, uh, it can't be. Well, let's explore <laughs> that a little bit. What if yeah. it was just a revival and it's like he's been in Area 51 this entire time he's and then finally like, I feel like I feel, Yeah, lab. I feel like that's <laughs> probably the way that they could spin it is that he escaped from Area 51 mm-hmm. from this whole time. So. But it's like do you bring back the same family and have the same know. actors and all that stuff. So maybe one of the kids now has a family and is now the – Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably. Son Ralph. <laughs> I hope he just has the same kind of character because Alf was yeah. funny, you know. Yeah, and I think the guy who voiced him is still alive, so I think that it would be wise to bring it because he was such a personality. Yeah, that, for sure. You know, so iconic. He there was one I don't even know if it was on a show. It might have been like on a special or something that he guest starred on, like Alf. Him, yeah. Like they have was a guest star of Alf. Where he was, he asked the question. Maybe it was a TV movie. Now that I think about it, but he asked someone. He's like, "What's the difference between toilet paper and a shower curtain?" What? So you're the one. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Moving on, there apparently is going to be a Time Bandits TV series produced by Apple, and it's based on the movie. And that was, I mean, it's early '80s, before my time. I actually have never seen it, but. it's basically well, Wes. You can explain it because you know a little bit. More I about vaguely it. remember. I see. It, I saw it like really early on. I know it's kind of like a cult classic kind of movie, but I think it's like a kid that um, discovers a portal or something where he get he is time traveling with these like kind of 
guys on a boat and they go through history like Robin Hood days and a bunch of other stuff. Like, I feel like the closest you could compare it to is maybe like uh, Doctor Who. I feel like they would probably, if they're making hmm. a TV series out of it, they're probably going to make that kind of spin to it. Well, I've made it known before I'm in on anything that has to do with time travel. And actually, yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen Time Bandits because yeah. I watch everything time travel. So, uh, hey, you know, if it's good, I'll watch it. Or even if it's not good, I mean, if it looks good, then I'll watch it. That's Let me put it that way. Yeah, I'm interested <laughs> to see what Apple does with something like that because I think they're also doing the Amazing, amazing Stories TV series, which is also an 80s, based off an of 80s property. So it's interesting that they're going hard into, like, reviving things. Yeah, what do you think their reasoning is? For, I mean, obviously everybody else is in this space. Do you think they're trying to test out if they can do original content similar to what Maybe. Amazon's doing and? I guess Obviously so. Netflix. I think they've already done some sort of reality show or, or something. I don't think they've done much so far. And I don't even know if they might be making like a streaming service or something or tacking it onto iTunes, I would yeah, assume. Yeah, putting it on Apple, only accessible by Apple TV. Yeah. yeah. And iTunes, the biggest app of all time. Yeah. You have to have Apple Care to get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of apps and revivals, Pogs are coming back, but as a mobile game. We kind of stumbled in this the other day. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Is that, and it isn't officially coming back yet. It's part of an Indiegogo where apparently they're making an AR game where you can play Pogs and trade Pogs and win Pogs, but it's all on your phone, and mm-hmm. you can collect them and win them and all that jazz. Um, so what do, you, what do you guys think of that? <laughs> yeah, I did, when we stumbled into like this whole idea, I was like, half the fun of Pogs was their like physicality and yes, yeah. like the actual stakes of losing physical objects in weird ways. Like, I don't know if it works in my brain as well as it would have. If it's like synthetic that way, but and I, and they say it's augmented reality, but I don't. It doesn't seem like it actually is. Yeah, like you use your phone as a slammer. That sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way where I, I, you know, I'm watching the video they have, and you guys can look it up. It's on Indiegogo. At this point, they're only at 31% of a $50,000 goal. Yeah, which I'm trying to sell all record. my pogs so I can <laughs> But if you watch the video and they explain it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But then you realize, like, when we were kids, part of the allure was having those pog sleeves, you know, and, and actually physically playing with your friends. And maybe it's just thinking – too much like an old person and, and not thinking enough towards like what are kids today like maybe they well, will it's kind of like having digital trading cards yeah it's like what's the point but there, I think there are some successful digital trading card apps so to speak that I, I guess Pokemon so, Go yeah where you like battle on things I mean not Pokemon okay. Go but um, so maybe maybe there is a niche for it maybe they're and maybe they're not trying to get people like us or trying to get the new generation and trying to make it so it's but the thing is, is that in its physical form, it was really hot and then only lasted like really quick before well, people I feel got like bored they, with it. They could so. probably make more money by like selling the pogs and like you kind of digital, you get like a digital code or something like that. So you can also hmm. do it within your app. So that way you have to physically buy some yeah. and that keeps generating money for them. That way you can kind of have both. But would kids today do that? <laughs> kids hard today. To hard to you say. could probably just get them at Toys R Us. Uh, Ooh, Too soon. Okay, so Surge, I mean, it's back. It's pr- I mean, Wes just took a sip of his Surge. 
as I said that <laughs> sentence. Yeah, 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 yeah. But apparently now it's available at Burger King. So it seems like Surge is here to stay. Well, yeah. it's like you can, I know it's very limited in certain areas. That's why I'm drinking one uh, because we're in Atlanta and that's where Coke is from. Yeah, but yeah. I, it's going to be available, I think, at all Burger King uh, restaurants, all, all of the like uh, Coca-Cola free style machine. Mm, okay. So you can get that at any Burger King, I assume. So. Well, there you go. If you haven't had Surge yet. Yeah. No. Or if you haven't been to a Burger to... King since 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Now's your time. Yeah. I haven't been to a Burger King in probably, probably since like the 90s. Do they probably. still do the kids club? I don't Can I, I meet KidVid? Probably. KidVid. Yeah. He had the coolest outfit. And he had the goggles. Yeah. yeah. Did he ever wear the goggles for anything or are they just like all for show? I mean. They're basically like just so you couldn't see his eyes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. I, just I wonder if he was kind of like Cyclops or something. Maybe. He has like a mono eye in the Or uh, like, uh, what's his name from Star Trek The Next Generation? Really? LeVar Burton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, him. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> He's a sound. <laughs> just like we're all a sound. Your sound is just Corey. Oh, that's deep. You're welcome. Okay, so there is a apparently a Sandlot prequel in the mix. Mm-hmm. And just a field. <laughs> They're just clearing out yeah. the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, all this mess in here and this tall grass. <laughs> Let's make a baseball field. Make it look extra crappy. Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> uh, well, and that's basically all I have. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, David Mickey Evans, who wrote and directed the original Sandlot, is a part of it. So, um, yay? Yeah. yeah, it's like I know that they did some dr- – Straight to video sequels that were yeah. I didn't see them, but I assume that they were terrible. Yeah, they probably were. But I think this is like a legit actual movie production. That's so interesting. Well, was like, uh, what would that involve? Would it be like kind of like a Hercules like origin movie? Yeah, that's a good question. Even Maybe though like we how they got, got the backstory and that's all the lore is gone from that. Yeah. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. Like, yeah. it's, uh, maybe it's like Rugrats and they're all just babies, you know, <laughs> and they're playing T-ball instead of baseball. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I just, I don't think anybody will be able to recapture the magic of that movie. Like, just no. what it was in that time. Yeah, it was just specific lore in that time. But uh, crossing my fingers, hoping that Dennis Leary will make a return. Um, that was a joke, by the way. So, <laughs> He was a big part of that movie. He really held it. So apparently American Gladiators is being revived. Did you guys know this? I did not know this. I I think I've talked about this before in podcasts as well. I loved American Gladiators, and I think they're probably reviving it with the success of things like Wipeout and uh, Ellen's the game Ninja, of games. The Ninja Warrior, American Ninja Warrior, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I, I, I loved it. I probably will watch it when they revive it. But uh, and I think Seth Rogen is behind bringing it back too. So yeah. I wonder if they kind of have like a tongue in cheek way of Maybe. going about it, like actually dressing them up like in like frizzy hair and leotards <laughs> and oh, stuff. That's funny. That would be amazing. Very just, true to time. Yeah, just make it like a time capsule, like early '90s, '80s kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this when you fall down, it's just Seth Rogen's laugh yeah. at you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. I, I saw a YouTube video. Some someone like replaced the laugh track of like sitcoms with Seth, Ro- just <laughs> Seth Rogen's laugh. That's, good. <laughs> that's amazing. Like that. What would your American Gladiator name be? Ooh, that's a good. That's question. a wonderful question. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine would be like Wildstorm or something. Oh, that's man. I would uh, Simpsons reference Bone Storm. Bone Storm. <laughs> <laughs> so many storms. Yes. 
Um, I would, I'm going to go with Tala Kane. Tala Kane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nitro. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I miss the simpler, simpler ones like Dynamite and <laughs> Rex. Zap. <laughs> Blaze. <laughs> Beep boop. <laughs> Jazz. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about this movie uh, and we were questioning whether or not a sequel would be made because it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but a sequel's being made. They're making a Power Rangers sequel uh, to the movie that was released in 2017. And um, if you listen to this podcast before, you remember Wes and I kind of did our own review on it. We did not like it very much. And you can go back and listen to that episode. I don't know which which number it was, but you probably could find it pretty easily. 26. Um, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say that's pretty impressive. But I, I would believe you if you knew that off the top of your head. So what do you think about this, Wes? Because we it did seem like they left room for a sequel, but we weren't sure if we wanted one yeah. based on how the first one went. The only kind of hope I have is that, you know, Hasbro bought the rights to Power Rangers recently, and I had speculated, like, hmm, they pro- Hasbro is all about, like, kind of bringing back things for movies now, which is interesting, like Transformers and right. G.I. Joe and all that stuff. Um so I had wondered if they were going to start making a movie and it's surprising to me that they are going to make a sequel to something that didn't really make enough money. Um, but <laughs> I do think I have hope that they could like tweak it enough so that, you know, fans of the original can be more bought in, maybe like yeah. tweak the the overall look of things. Like I, I think I like the characters. I think the actors that they picked were good. Yeah. Um, but they they need to change the suits and they especially need to change the Zords. <laughs> so I wonder if there's a way that they can kind of, I don't know, make it a little more fun or kind of uh, harken back to the iconic look of the originals. Not really have spandex, but just kind of. Well, yeah, I, I think the attempt less was Iron Man like. If I remember correctly, the we we appreciated the attempt that they had. It just seemed like they just missed the mark. So yeah. if it. If it could be something that they can tweak a little bit, then it, like I think the biggest problems were like just storyline, just things that it just felt like a cheap, cheesy movie storyline wise. Yeah. And then yeah, some of the things you mentioned, like the Zords, it just didn't fit. But I, I'm fine if they keep the same design as long as it's just a more cohesive and better story. So I mean, I maybe think, I'm asking too much from a power. I range think movie. like you know they had the post credit scene, the kind of talking right. about. The Green Tommy, Ranger. like yeah. hint at Tommy. So I wonder if like the sequel should just be the Green Ranger saga that they which would have. be awesome. I, I feel yeah. like that would make a, a really cool movie. That yeah, that could revive it possibly. Yeah, um, we'll I see. would be way more bought in with that, especially like with Hasbro and like you know if it, if it's anything kind of like what the Bumblebee movie is, like kind of mm. just making it fun and yeah, everything yeah. that you know the reason that why it's like such a household name. Yeah. Well, a, another sequel that's coming out, and this is kind of teetering on the edge of what you know we talk about, because Unbreakable came out in what two thousand. Yeah. So that's kind of the edge of what this podcast is about. But it's worth mentioning they're making a sequel to Unbreakable called Glass, and the trailer's out. Have you guys seen the trailer? I have I've seen the trailer. What do you think of it? I personally thought it was very. I mean, I, I I'll watch it because it's cool having the two characters, but then they bring in um, James. McAvoy, is that his name? I think so. Um, and the whole split, yeah. kind of, they're kind of combining two movies mm-hmm. and making a sequel out of it. I, I think it's very intriguing, but since M. Night Shyamalan has not done so hot since 
probably the village, I'm hesitant. Unbreakable is probably my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. I feel like, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, I didn't really know what I was going in to see because I feel like all the trailers were just kind of teasers of like Bruce Willis surviving a train crash. And that's yeah. all you really knew about it. Yeah. So I feel like it was such like it was like a superhero movie very subtly put inside like a drama. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was such a cool take on it. And honestly, it's like, uh, I heard Patton Oswalt pitch like a sequel, like like just kind of on a talk show or something. I saw him. He's so of, good at pitching things. Yeah, is, he's he has an awesome mind for that. But yeah. like ever since he said that, I'm like, oh man, they could make like a really cool Unbreakable sequel. So when Split came out, I didn't see it. But like spoiler, if you haven't seen Split, um, they at the end they tack it on that Bruce Willis was. Uh, watching tv and he uh this is involved in this universe of like mr glass and and uh the character that bruce willis plays like they tack that on the end of split yeah and so it's like oh wait there's a universe here like Mm -hmm. this is in the unbreakable universe um so but from the trailer it looks like it's mostly a split sequel rather than a unbreakable one but well, it does seem like a combination of the two. I, I wonder. I wonder if they just make the trailer seem like that because Split is the more recent thing yeah, that come out. And maybe I, I think it did successful, so they're probably like you know, Unbreakable is like twenty years old at this point. So I will say Split was probably his best movie since The Village. Like it was, it still wasn't, in my opinion, great, but it was like it was a it was a decent movie. Yeah. Um. And so if you're gonna combine two movies, I, I, like I, it, it keeps the interest for me. It is a little weird and gets a little weird, but he he definitely is a villain esque. So it'll be interesting because they, since they have you know they have Mister Glass, who is basically the villain to Bruce Willis's character, yeah. but he's so he's the antithesis of them. So he's so breakable as opposed to unbreakable. Like, how is he going to be... It's like less, the how Lex Luthor Superman yeah. thing. It's like, how is he even a threat? This guy's so yeah. much better than you are. So I think they'll probably bring in um, the... I don't remember his character in Split, but they'll probably bring him in as the actual, like, dangerous villain. Yeah. And we'll... I mean, we'll see how it goes. It, it, se- it seems like a little more action-y and big budget for an M. Night Shyamalan yeah. movie. So uh, the thing that I like about Unbreakable is like how kind of not really low budget, but just kind of how serious of a take it had on, you know, superheroes and everything. Like it was very subtle and very just like well done. So I hope that this isn't a little too extreme and over the top for something for him to direct. And Unbreakable came out before the huge superhero yeah. like madness that has I mean this was even before Spider-Man 1 I think that Unbreakable was out yeah. like the to- first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So, yeah, I think that was 2002 um, or 3. So now this is coming out and everybody knows it's based on kind of a superhero and it's in the middle of all the Marvel stuff. So yeah. I feel like there's a lot more interest there and maybe he can capitalize on that. Yeah. I hope so, it does well. Uh, yeah, it was kind of mixed about the trailer though. Yeah. So, have you guys seen the Freaks and Geeks documentary or any part of it? I started it, but I didn't get to finish it. I get interrupted. 
I so this is one of those embarrassing I haven't seen it yet things is like I haven't finished Freaks and Geeks all the way through and I kind of want to like finish the series the, itself yeah the okay. actual okay. series so I want to finish it before I watch this just because I don't I mean it's probably not major spoilers quote unquote but I just yeah. want to get the full experience so mm-hmm. is this streaming somewhere yeah it's on Netflix okay cool yeah. well the Freaks and Geeks series yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been wanting to rewatch it especially after watching this but um yeah, A and E really. They have a show called Culture Shock, which they kind of go in and I don't know if it's just TV driven or if it's just kind of pop culture stuff. And they kind of make a full length, like hour long documentary about some whatever subject. Uh, but they did one about Freaks and Geeks, and it was incredible. I, I loved it. It was really well done and like had everybody involved. You know, like everybody involved with that show is so huge now. Mm-hmm. It's like that show spawned so many careers and they even yeah. go into that in the documentary. They have a graph showing like this connected to that, to that, to that, like mm, Judd Apatow cool. and um, oh, that's cool. Paul Feig and, yeah. and you know, Seth Rogen and James Franco. Mm-hmm. It's like all these Jason names. Jason Segel. Yeah, all these names that are just like, holy crap, so many people are in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like one of those like, time capsule ones where it's like I I don't know if it could have succeeded in in any time but like it was such like a thing that did not succeed even in its time that they had to cancel it before they even done with the series they yeah. canceled it so it, it was cut early and since then it uh, it has just kind of grown into this cult classic and like through DVDs and everything and even through streaming now it's like everybody loves the show because it was so well done and you can tell that it was so personal you can all the stories they tell it was like so personal to them like all the writers got in a room and they're like okay what are the best what were the best things in high school that happened to you and what were the worst things and they wrote them all on Mm -hmm. cards and they made episodes out of all of those situations and you can tell because it it is so based in realism there are so many things like every single episode it's like oh yep I remember that you know there's at least an element Mm. even if you don't really attach yourself to a character um, like there was an one of the episodes we just watched was one where um, the (laughs) Uh, Linda Cardin- Cardellini, Cardinelli, I can't remember her, her Hawkeye's last name. Hawkeye's wife? Yes, Hawkeye's wife. <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> she goes off and um, has to deal, she's dealing with like, oh, am I going to be pressured to have sex and all this other stuff and she, dating dating guys who aren't really good to her and the stuff. And then like the other side is her little brother who has this huge crush on this girl and he ends up getting mm. put in the friend zone. Yeah. And both my wife and I related to both like, you know, like uh, she related uh, to her of like, you know, guys being jerks to her. And I related to yeah. being the kid that was just too good and got put in the friend zone. Yeah. All the time. It's so no matter who you are, it's so relatable on every level. Yeah. It's uh, whatever friend group you were, whether you were a male or female, it's like, there's so many representations here. It's, it's amazing. And what's great is it doesn't look dated because it's set no. in the eighties. So it was set before the time yeah, yeah. that it was released. So it just it kind of adds to it and it hold it really holds its own and it's like i remember in the original run i caught the halloween episode and i saw it and i I didn't know what it was it was just one of those things i was flipping through and i I watched it and i loved it and i couldn't find it again it's like i i didn't see any Mm -hmm. other episodes and honestly i'm not even sure i remembered what it was called and while watching this documentary they said that like during the middle of its run they would kind of skip around times and like skip 
uh, weeks and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. It was hard for other people to find too. I thought it was just me. Yeah. But you know, they just made it really hard for this series to to uh, thrive. So hmm. yeah, that's man. So many TV shows failed just back under the old model of like, oh, if you missed it, you know, you missed it. You can't see it again. Mm-hmm. And I think if it wasn't a syndicated show at that time. It yeah. Was like one and done. So difficult. And that's how good shows got canceled, just yeah. because the suits and the production studios just based it off of ratings and, yeah. and they, they and would cut the cord they immediately early. put it in the Saturday night slot which at that time was not a oh that's a horrible slot it's a terrible slot yeah. to be in so it was kind of working against them the whole time yeah um, but yeah if you haven't watched it it's on A&E's website I don't know if if you, ha- if you have to have a cable lock in to watch it but it's it's really well done and yeah I'm I'll definitely check it, it out exists. when I when I finish the series so yeah. okay we're just we're pretty much out of time but I wanted to bring this up because uh, we've we've mentioned it before and it's finally releases the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and West Ninja Turtles are huge for you I'm definitely interested in your uh, opinion on the first couple of episodes I watched it and I really enjoyed it um, so it's it's new. It, a lot of things have changed. The animation's different. But what did you think of all the changes they made? Well, to give context, it's like the series isn't out yet, but Nickelodeon threw the first episode out right. there. I guess just to get get attention for. Wasn't the it fall. two episodes? I thought it was two. It, they mm-hmm. put like a. It was weird to me. They put like an episode and then like parts of other. Okay. I I haven't watched the. I've only watched the first one. I yeah, haven't watched here. the other ones, but. Um, I had really low expectations for it because I didn't like the character design and a lot of other things and just how they kind of restructured the turtles and like Raphael's the leader and just there's no shredder. So a lot of things are different. Um, So I had low expectations for it, but I I don't know if it's because I had low, low expectations, but I was pleasantly surprised by it. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought, the animation was really well done. I felt like it's more of like a Cartoon Network type of yeah, animation kind of thing and like the humor style, which I thought it was funnier than I thought it was. Yeah. The jokes are kind of hit or miss, but I, I laughed quite a bit watching it, which I didn't expect because I thought it was it was going to be a much more kidified version of the Turtles because the other ones was kind of like a preteen version. Um, but I, I enjoyed it and, um, I feel like John Cena did a good job as the villain. He honestly mm-hmm. kind of sounded like the Ninja Turtles two movie version of Shredder. Like I, th- <laughs> kind of, oh, yeah. I, I thought cool. for a second, I'm like, is that Shredder from the second movie? And I, I forgot that that was John Cena. Yeah. I couldn't tell that. I would not, I would never have been able to tell that um, was John Cena. I'm still kind of weird about certain things like the, the weapons and right. just, all that and like how Leonardo is kind of like a comic relief. Yeah. I guess they're all kind of a little bit comic relief, but um, yeah, it's, it's just something to get used to. I'm not going to say like, Oh, they should just keep everything yeah. exactly the same. Cause I know that things need to a fresh start, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll keep watching it. I think it's at least well-made. I, I'll yeah, say. I actually really liked it. And I, like you said, I found myself laughing out loud to it. And I, you know, I don't do that for a lot of kid shows. Not that I watch a lot of kid shows, but ones yeah, that I've seen, either. like with my nephews and nieces and stuff, I'd be like, hmm, 
you know, I could see why they think that's funny. But this one legitimately like made me laugh. That's and fun. I I really was kind of taken aback by that, and I did enjoy that story they had and the action, and the quipping, and all that stuff. And yeah. they made me intrigued, like interested in what's going to happen next with it. So um, I really liked it. I thought it was a really good first episode for yeah, it. Yeah, and I like the the kind of throwback to the turtles theme song and the yeah. intro. I thought it's, it's a good intro. Um, it was weird seeing them be basically different characters, but I was kind of okay with it because I'm I yeah. guess I'm just far enough removed from the originals but uh and it was odd that they kind of didn't give any context to their origin at all right and like well the one thing i didn't like really did not like the change is splinter because he's like a couch potato kind of weird lazy right kind of and it's like is he like a sensei still is he just a father figure is is like they they didn't give any kind of origin as to like you know is it the same kind of story of like Splinter was a sensei and he found the cracked uh, ooze consta- container and the, the turtles and all. Sure. It's like, is that still the origin of it? It's like, it's weird that they just kind of dump you right in the middle with no context. It is. I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they will explore that later. Yeah. They're just playing the long game. I, yeah, I, the Master Splinter is always the disciplined one. He is like, and, and that's what basically, you know, martial arts is, is discipline and then seeing him as this lazy guy in a recliner watching TV and yeah that was that was a little weird yeah so I mean no one's gonna analyze it as hard as we are now but <laughs> I I still enjoyed it in spite of that little thing so hmm. yeah and I don't, I don't like the look of Splinter either hmm. he kind of looks like uh, Ren Hoek's, uh cousin on Ren and Stimpy <laughs> <laughs> that's funny he's just like scrawny it's in that sense very niche but. well it's like Ren's cousin, I think is his cousin, it looks like Stimpy, but as like a Chihuahua uh, type. So he's like kind of roundish and everything. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's that basically wraps it up for this episode. Let us know what you think of all these things. And remember to follow us on social media at PassForwardCast. And definitely on Instagram, you can jump in and ask us a question or participate. We asked, uh, we asked you guys you know which topic do you want us to focus on for the next episode and we have a winner we'll let you know in the next episode that comes out if you didn't see it uh and so our, our whole next episode will be ba- we basically chose our topic because of what you guys voted on so be sure to jump in and follow us on instagram you can participate in all of that and as always if you want to email us pass forward cast at com. i think that's it for us until next time don't mess with the bull young man you'll get the horns Ooh. I don't know if I can top that. I'm just going <laughs> to use this voice as we end up. Mmm, sexy. Later, Snorks. Pass Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not! Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's over. Oh, yeah! Kick it!